0: Hello and welcome to the Wine Stains Podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Connor. Collectively, we're known as
1: the Parkers.
0: We're husband and wife, business owners, and multi-passionate people here to discuss life, travel, entrepreneurship, and the beauty of Wine Stains.
1: So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of Wine Stains. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode numero tres. You
0: think you're Matthew McConaughey or something?
1: Uh, I don't think I'm Matthew McConaughey. I think that I embody his spirit. <laughs> green lights. hashtag Green lights. Shout out Green lights, which we still haven't read.
0: It's a great audiobook Which the only reason I know about is once again Brooke Sager. She's just gonna get the most shout outs. On yeah, What this you podcast did, but, 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 but
1: you said you said it as if you've read it though.
0: She played the audiobook of Green Lights right. for us, and on, I do a great
1: Matthew McConaughey impression of Green Lights. You, you've told me that before. You do. You do. A you do, it right, now? Um, do it right now.
0: I'll
1: do right now. Um. So, all right. Hold on, I'll talk about. I'll talk about. I'll talk about wine. I'll talk about wine stains. So, all right. All right. All right. Here you go. You, you you spill the wine, and then you go like this, and you go right around town, and then you come back, and then you push it back, and then you go slower. But then you go around to the wine, and then you go back, and then you come back down.
0: I've heard better, but you do have a pretty good. I mean, that was on the spot, and I didn't. That have was on to the spot, about, which you know. Yeah, um, but when you're a little more relaxed and you're not on the spot, you do a pretty. But good I feel job pretty relaxed. We should feel relaxed because we just came back from a wine tasting at our favorite yeah. local wine bar which well, is I wouldn't, called, okay i
1: wouldn't say like the favorite local wine bars if we're like some like hipster wine well, bar okay people go i with, should
0: say the only the, only, <laughs> the one, yeah.
1: only local wine bar yeah that's more like it. the only local wine bar uh i think there there might be more than one i don't know it's tento yes it's t-i-n-t-o which apparently means red wine red wine but i don't I don't know. I feel like T- Tinto is also like... Uh, you know what's it- all of that? What?
0: A quick Google search.
1: Yeah, but I, like I think we've talked about this before. Like, I feel like we're still part of the generation that like knows we have Google, but still really wants to figure it out ourselves. Well,
0: sometimes you just, yeah, you want to live in a moment of curiosity of just like allowing yourself the space to think about something without just having an immediate answer, you know?
1: wow that was really philosophical caitlin Thanks. um so speaking of philosophy and philosophical in this um the wine that we're drinking tonight um we used to do this at the end of the episodes but again people have been writing in oh sending gosh. mail dming us you know constantly saying no talk about the wine talk about the wine at the beginning talk about the wine at the beginning Never and happens. so we're giving the people what they want we're talking about the wine at the beginning and tonight we pick this up at Tinto, which apparently means red wine which i was gonna say um it almost like Tinto's like uh like like i I imagine like a mexican dude or something like hey hey vato tento me car or something like that like like a Tinto and i think there is a a tent place called Tinto
0: no that's wrong
1: okay anyways um shout out to mexico and shout out to the spanish language i wish i could speak spanish um have you even
0: said what we were drinking
1: no I'm not I'm getting to that it's, it's all build up do you know anything about film yes I've seen 267 of them shout out the office um, anyways that, that's been like a running joke with Caitlin and I because I've got all this stuff in here and she's always asking about it I'm Like, do you know anything about film
0: well if you're also new to this anytime that Connor says shout out oh yeah it's an opportunity to drink because shout out something shout out and a, I'm going to take a sip
1: of the wine. Something
0: about this whole thing just brings out the shout outs in him. So the wine that we are drinking is R8. It is a Cabernet oh, no, no, the, the, from, the letter
1: R and then the number
0: yeah, eight.
1: R8. Yeah, but you might, someone might read it. Someone might hear that and say- The hey, letter
0: R8. It's a like Cabernet. Like Audi, like Audi R8. The Cabernet from Ooh. Sonoma.
1: That's why we don't film, because the eyes.
0: <laughs> and what? why is it called R8, Connor? Can you read the description on the back?
1: Is there, so R8, I'll read the description. Sure, I'm a big... We're, we're, we're both big description. I think everyone that drinks wine is our bit like... Like, unless, like, you're the guy or girl that sees, like, a... Oh, that's a 1978 Boulafosse. Yeah,
0: like Psalm level, where you know the grape, the year. Yeah, I wouldn't say Psalm. I don't know Psalm level. Practically.
1: Practically, yeah, right. Shout out, shout out all the Psalms, and that's when they drink. Which great, by the way, you and I have watched uh, all three documentaries. I think on Amazon Prime Psalm, Psalm One, Psalm Two, Psalm Three follows the journey of people trying to be a master sommelier. Really good. Highly recommend. Makes you think that you know a lot more about wine than you really
0: do. All I'm gonna say is just make sure that that wine glass stays far enough away from the equipment.
1: Oh my gosh, could you imagine?
0: Because pretty much ever since we named this podcast Weinstein's, wow. connor has had three or so near, no more, way more near than that. spills
1: Wait, near spills slash near death experiences it's because like, if, if you've ever been if you've ever been close to spilling a glass of red wine anywhere you know what near death experience is like yeah. it's like your heart like you see it in slow motion it's like oh my god it's going down it's going down but then you know what with my cat like reflexes shout out athleticism Anyway, right, let me get back to this. So R eight, the letter R, number eight, Wine Co. That's big too the, these days. The Co. Yeah. Like Creative Co.
0: Well, in Virginia, you can't have a Co. Unless you're a corporation. But anyways,
1: uh, don't know if that's true. No, it is. I tried okay.
0: to have a Co. Mm-hmm. Okay. Read so, the back.
1: Yeah. So Wine Co. But this is not from Virginia. That's the this front. is from California, 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon. As <laughs> you say, that's the front. Yeah. Okay. So R eight 2006 2016. That's a good year. Did we get engaged in 2016? We did. December. We, uh, yes. December 2016 in Puerto Rico. Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. We're due for a trip back to Puerto Rico. Um, R8 Cabernet Sauvignon is crafted. Why am I
0: reading this? To it, explain it, why it says R8 because okay. it's an airline runway.
1: Well, then you just stole my thunder.
0: Well, it took you too <laughs> you long, which my... I think everyone can agree uh, but with. But I'm still
1: going to read it because I'm a big fan of... Uh, wine description so r8 cabernet sauvignon is crafted from prime california vineyards by winemaker michael lancaster shout out lancaster pennsylvania shout out that's where we got dodger from
0: it is where we got dodger from in lancaster yes from an amish family
1: from an amish amish shout out keeping it real shout out to their roots uh okay here we go this is where so named for the airport runway we've had this before
0: no we've never had this before i remember
1: airport runway
0: Probably because you were just on an airport runway.
1: Well, you throwing shade?
0: A little bit. This is taken 20 minutes to read. No, it's
1: taken <laughs> a little bit long. Okay. So name for the airport runway that launches, um, launches scenic flights over our Sonoma winery. R8 Wine Co. is a guidepost for any adventurer seeking new horizons. But that doesn't tell me anything about the wine. That just tells me about, hey, we, we we fly an airplane that leaks freaking oil onto our wine fields.
0: Right. I mean, I liked the front label. It was minimalist, which kind of ties yep. into to branding, to business, which is what we're ultimately gonna be talking about today.
1: Yeah, but I'm still like hung up on the whole wine thing. Like I like to like I like to read the notes. Because like as we were talking about, we did a wine tasting tonight at Tento. Um, and the lady was telling us you know, oh, it has you know the the notes and the flavor profiles and everything, and I really tried hard because we haven't gone to a tasting in. It's been a while. It's been a while. Well, you've gone before me over the past, like when I was out of town. When was that? Where was I?
0: DC or something?
1: Yes, I was in DC and you did a wine tasting. Exactly. So but anyway, um she was telling us the the profiles and I and I and I took a sip and I tried to find it. Like you know, like you close your eyes and you try to get the profile. I could not pick up what the lady was telling me it tasted like. I looked at her, I was like I was like, Man, I'm having a really hard time. She goes, Why is that? And I was like, Well, it's probably because 'cause we've been doing nothing but guzzling down red wine. I don't know
0: that I would say guzzling. But I but, but I said guzzling
1: and she thought it was hilarious.
0: Drinking wine a little bit more out of convenience yeah. versus Wine is something that's so experiential. And so it is nice when you can go somewhere to, like, a local wine shop, do a tasting, buy the favorite wine wine that you already got to taste, like, versus just going to the grocery store, buying the one that you know or you like, or trying something new and then being disappointed when you don't actually like it. And then you're just kind of like drinking it because you just bought it well it's a good switch up that's
1: what we're talking about tonight like like it's a friday night it was rainy here today and to be able like especially after a long week after a previously long week to go and just sit down Uh, we also had a charcuterie board
0: it was a cheese board actually Okay, hold on what's
1: the difference what are you talking about okay hold on what is the difference between a charcuterie and a cheese board
0: charcuterie board has the meat and all the other stuff we had meat true you did add the meat i forgot yeah. about that i don't so the only i don't difference... eat red meat so i didn't have any so i forgot that it was part of the okay farm. let's
1: not say that you don't eat red meat
0: i don't okay i eat the occasional did we not piece go to in- in- did we
1: not go to in and out burger oh you got a salad I,
0: as in and out burger doesn't have salads but
1: we got a salad we went to no not in and out we went to I shake shack one. no sugar shack shake shack shake shack oh. in the mall no in the airport denver
0: yeah i got a salad yeah smash burger smash burger oh yeah. my god yeah i got a salad yeah so i'll eat bacon on a breakfast sandwich but
1: yeah so don't, but don't like be like oh, i don't eat but meat. i
0: don't anyways
1: so anyways um yeah so what we're talking about
0: what we're talking about in this episode
1: okay so what we're talking about in this episode but anyway this so that's the wine r8 i've had one sip it tastes pretty good uh would like to see more descriptive notes on the back so michael lancaster if you're listening i'd uh, like to see a little bit more of that um, or just taking me out on your airplane <laughs> over the sonoma countryside we'll call it even um but today um or on today's podcast rather we are talking about business uh, we're talking about starting businesses we're talking about three things that each of us would have done different obviously because hindsight's 2020 what's the opposite of hindsight being 2020 because like like 2020 is like looking back on things like it's always you know you can always do this always do that but like what's the opposite of that
0: foresight and having vision resi retrospection which is one of my favorite things to say
1: i love it when you just like when you say something that you think is so cute and that was very cute but like when you like when you like that look of like satisfaction on your face that you get you're like hmm. resi retrospection
0: hmm. i mean i said it was one of my favorite things and to it brought say. a
1: smile to your face but um you know, obviously, because business it, business is hard. I mean, it, it's like if, you, if you're an entrepreneur, like, you know the business is hard. And so, uh, not that. Uh, well, I was gonna say not that we're, not that we're necessarily gurus, but we've been doing this long enough to know. Like, you know, we kind of we got we got uh we we're not green anymore, right? Yeah,
0: not green anymore, but definitely, I think running a business is like every time you figure something out, there's something new to figure out. So you're constantly learning. So it's not like you're ever really, and it's
1: not that the obstacles go away. You just get better. Yeah. And
0: it's not like you're ever really a guru. You're just like, I've been through that. You, you kind of start to get to a point where you're like, you've had a lot of experiences you understand, and you're able to kind of like relay some of that in retrospect to other people who have not yet gone through some of those things
1: right I, so we were talking about that today because you do some coaching on uh, i guess not on the side but i mean that's you know something that you've kind of Rolled out over the last couple of months with coaching new copywriters. And we were talking in the sense of, you know, there's things that it's a cool thing to be on the other side of that mountain, the the other side of those challenges that, you know, only comes with time, only comes with going to battle, only comes with getting your butt kicked. Um, But to come out the other side and you're talking to, you know, people that are a couple of years before you that are going through what you went through and you have the answers that you sort of, it's like, man, I wish someone would have told me this you know and i feel like that's like i don't know like every uh every old guy at the thanksgiving dinner table it's like oh man i, I wish i would have known this when i was your age buck, buckaroo but with you and your coaching it's just a pretty cool thing that you share with me that like it's um that feeling of just helping helping people
0: yeah and you know? i think it's refreshing to look back on because i still feel many days and many weeks where you're like learning and still figuring a lot of things out and you feel like you're trying to overcome the next hurdle but when you get to pour into other people or coach or mentor or work with other people, you kind of start to realize, oh, I have kind of come a little bit further than I maybe sometimes give myself credit for. Mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers, but uh, I have, I have some answers and that's a good feeling to have.
1: what's the saying? Um, you're doing, much better than you think you are you know right <laughs> yeah
0: it's <What>? pretty simple because <laughs> well, i
1: because i was like trying to go deep yeah but well, that's like last night i had an idea for something and you were expecting like a couple paragraphs and i was just like this oh, yeah that was pretty funny we'll talk about that later but um but the the saying of like you're doing better than you think you are and not only in life does do i think that that shows up and this obviously comes into the realm of comparison and that kind of thing but especially if you're owning or operating your own business it's so easy to get into that trap of comparison and especially and i've talked about this a million times but with social media i mean it just proliferates the problem um, but it, it's always good to just take a step back and and telling yourself like I have to remind myself of this all the time man it's like Connor you are doing so much better than you think you are um, now obviously that's easier said than done in terms of actually walking in that on the day to day because you get so caught up and wanting to be perfect and this and that and you, well, that person's doing that this person's doing that that person's got that many clients or that that, that 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 but it's like no just stay in your lane you're doing much better than you think you are and you are going to be not to get super spiritual, but maybe get spiritual. It's like, you know, you're you're not gonna be judged on what that person does. You're gonna be judged and held accountable to what you do, right? And what you're stewarding. Um, now that doesn't say or that doesn't mean to neglect the spirit of excellence, right? In the sense of um and that whole getting ready to get ready mentality or whatnot. So stay in your lane. Do the best you can with what you got. And it's always, maybe you write that on a Post-it note. Who knows? Maybe you maybe write that on a Post-it note. Maybe I'm going to write that on a Post-it note. I'm going to put it on the mirror when I brush my teeth tomorrow morning. Connor, you're doing better than you think you are. And encourage yourself because your wife's not always going to just kidding that was funny very funny but anyways but right it's, yeah that makes sense um so um again if you listened to this podcast for more than more than one episode you'll know that sometimes i just start rambling okay and i get really excited and uh, it's like i'm climbing a mountain i'm going 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 i get to the top i look around i say where did i just come from so that's when i take a step back and i say caitlin thoughts <laughs> where are we going with this
0: yeah, so I think what we really want to talk about is, A, if you're wanting to start a business, what do those kind of early days foundational steps look like? How can you set yourself up for success and avoid the least amount of initial error or regret? And then I think where right. Notice
1: I said the, the least amount because there's going to be error. Yeah. A lot of error. Again, because...
0: Hindsight's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. I thought you were gonna say rosy <laughs>
1: retrospection, um, because there's always gonna be error. There's always gonna be hurdles. There's always gonna be look backs. I wish I did this. Wish I did that. Um, and we're but, gonna talk
0: about some of that too. We're yeah. gonna talk about what looking back we wish we would have done differently. And we haven't really prepared those answers, so they're gonna be very off the cuff.
1: But that's again, that's that's the realness of this. Because and and, and the, one of the things I like just sitting down and, and pressing record is that it, you get the realist. You know, you just get the raw side of us. And, and I love that. So, um, Caitlin, I'm going to kick it to you for numero uno. Um, one thing, or the first thing of three that you would have done different having been in business, what now? Seven years?
0: Um, no, it's been since 2016. So, five, almost five years. It'll so, five years this al-
1: almost five years of full on entrepreneurship, pedal to the metal. Um, having grown an incredible business and um, something to be envied in the amount of time in terms of what you've been able to grow in the past five, a little over five years. What's one thing looking back that you um, might not have the rosiest (laughs) retrospection on?
0: I think this is like a real catch 22 question for me because I feel like the first thing that comes to mind is I want to say like asking for help more and like relying on community. But sometimes I also feel like part of my strengths or things that have helped me are because I was willing to put in the work and figure it out myself and kind of have that DIY mentality and not outsource everything from the beginning, not ask everyone for help and really like teach myself how to do things so that if I have to get up a sales page or I have to quickly design something or I need to make something happen, I can do it because I did that early on. So Again, it's kind of a catch-22, but... Catch-2021 or catch-2022. But I would say some of the best things have come from relationships and reaching out to other people. So looking back, I probably would have spent more time doing that, less time worried about, like, what are people going to think if I don't look like I'm presenting a perfect, I know everything and have all the answers front and I have this perfect brand and just spent more time... Building relationships, networking, connecting with people, collaborating—like it goes such a long way because.
1: So, almost so so process over perfection.
0: Yeah. Um, Hashtag well, relationships. Relationships. But, but, I think, but
1: the relationships thing. But let's just shout out that little. Like I feel like that's something that like you post a picture of you working out and it's like process over perfection. Yeah, I that mean I good.
0: yeah, I agree. And I think process establishing a process this is like becoming more of a what to do versus a what not <laughs> yeah, to do or sorry, what yeah. I regret. But I yeah, think so
1: what not so what not to do. Yeah. Lay land the plane, lay land the R8 plane over the Sonoma countryside oh with gosh. Michael Lancaster.
0: Yeah. Focus on relationships, reach out to people, don't be afraid of not having all the answers. People are more willing to share what they know and help out, then. So you're saying that you didn't are. do enough of that? I didn't do enough of that. But you I was also like,
1: came from a, you also, I don't mean to cut you off, but you also are in a very niche sort of, you know, working climate. Like, I just
0: always wanted to respect other people. I didn't want to reach out to them and be like, Ooh, tell me, tell me what you know. You know what I mean? But like, I'll just shout out my friend, Brooke Sager again. Shout out Brooke Sager. She just like reached out to me, of like, Hey, let's have a Zoom call. And I just want to learn more about what someone like you would want from a service provider like me. She wasn't like, she had no intention. It was just like, Hey, I'm basically trying to do market research and understand what a business owner like yourself would need from, online business manager like me
1: but isn't it funny though again like we just talked about this role reversal of now you are the person that the young caitlins are looking for to reach out but they they might think like you did well i don't want to bother them i don't want to do this or do that but when you've reached that that point in your career where you've had success and are now that mentor not that mentee the conversation then flips of like, why aren't more people reaching out to me? You know what I mean? Well, I guess I mean, obviously that's very unique to the individual where if they are, you know, uh very free giving that kind of thing versus, you know, people get a little bit of success and they turn into Yeah, you I know, mean whatever, but
0: I'm far from any sort of place of <laughs> arrival by any means, but I do appreciate when people reach out. And the ones that I'm Hashtag most excited humble. to respond to are the ones that are like hey, I've looked up this or I looked into this and I couldn't find this one particular thing. Would you mind pointing me in the right direction? Yeah. Or like they approach it from such a conscientious way of like, hey, I've kind of already done the initial research. I've combed through the free resources that you've been willing to provide. I've gotten familiar with your brand. And this is my specific- about your brand. Or like or does they don't have to be familiar with my yeah. brand, but rather than just reaching out and being like, hey, can you help me? It's like, yeah. they're like, oh, I've already gone to your resources page. I'm on the email. You know, like they've- done the things that I've already done to try to help people. You know what I mean? And so I think there's already a built-in respect when people do that because yeah. you're like, oh, for sure. Let me make this even easier on you and make my resources more access- accessible versus people who seem like they're approaching it from just a, a take point of view. Like, yeah. hey, just tell me everything and and help me out versus like, Hey, this has already been helpful. I'm curious if you also have a resource about this, because then that's beneficial to the person that you're asking for help from too, because it identifies a gap for them. They're like, Oh, I don't actually have a resource on that. And other people might have questions about that. So,
1: well, and it's also interesting too, that what's happened with you over the past couple of years, and this is kind of on topic, not on topic, but like when you'll have people reach out to you and then you have a conversation with them, you download to them, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then two weeks later, it's like you're on Instagram or whatever. And you basically see your website recreated or someone's basically, and that's it's like, someone's basically just ripped you off or copied exactly what you've done. And that's a fear that I think, um, A lot of people have, you know, in terms of I mentioned, you know, whenever you have a little bit of success, there's some people that can be walled off from share. Well, I'm not going to share with you because I don't want you to take what I'm doing because I think that you're going to steal my clients X, Y, Z. And while that's a little warranted at the same time, you got to understand that the pie is big enough for everybody in that at the end of the day, the OGs or the original creators of X content are always going to be the ones out in front if they're continuing to pursue. Or the um, innovators, the people who the are innovators, exactly. to continue
0: yeah. to put into the work. I think...
1: It's it's the biggest compliment, right? What, what, what do they say? Uh, plagiarism or... Imitation the it,
0: sincerest form of flattery. Which or? I no.
1: hear that, but also as a business owner, you're like, dude, you really just copied... My well, it's stuff? just
0: because you think about particularly like if a client has hired you and they're paying you money to work on something, you know the months of energy that you've both put into things, developing stuff. And then when someone just rips off the finished product, it literally is like falling and getting like the wind knocked out of you. Like it literally just like pulls the rug out from under you. It just, it hurts your feelings first and foremost, you know, so that-
1: Shout out emotion.
0: That's definitely an unfortunate thing to happen. And I think when you- see it, it stings, it continues to happen. And then you just realize that you have to find other ways of moving on from it. And,
1: but I get it, but it's that innovator spirit where people only copy things that are working, I guess, in a sense where like, I'm not going to go out and copy the worst performing advisor, <laughs> like what he's doing. But when you have success, um, it's, it's one of those, um, natural, what, what's what I'm looking for. Um, it's like a domino. It's just a domino effect, or just a natural, a natural response that you're gonna always come across. And so, okay, number one for you was not, or you, like you wish you would have priori- prioritized relationships over trying to essentially build up this perfect company to then enter into the room or get a seat at the table, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I guess my number
1: two would be. Oh, we're just gonna you're just gonna bypass my number one. Oh, what's your number? I didn't know if you we were doing three and three. But let's Well, hear you. well yeah, well, go, well depending on no, we'll time, go back
0: and forth. What's your number one?
1: So, well, you can ask. You can ask me a question. I'll. i feel like I'm on Oprah or something as I hit Dodger in the face with a microphone.
0: Connor, yes. what is your first of three business regrets? Looking back, would have done a little bit differently.
1: Wow, Caitlin, great question. Um, <laughs>
0: so dumb.
1: Wow, Caitlin, great question. Um, so um, the first thing that I I think a lot of times you hear in terms of like people that have gone out on their own, it's like, man, I wish I would have done that sooner. You know, I feel like that's like, like once you experience that level of success or, you know, comfortability you say man, I wish I wish I'd done this sooner. I'm not that way at all. Like I, I I think that everything that's happened to me has happened for a reason. And I'm a big believer in, in time and God's perfect timing, God's perfect will. And being a good steward of where you're at, and that the rest will take care of itself. So, I, I don't really focus so much on timing. Um, I think if I had one thing, it would have been maybe, may, maybe, like along that same vein, though, of just being more confident in my own ability where, um, again, I, I mentioned like this trap of comparison or this and that, like I'm, I'm, I was very early on, very, very guilty of that. Um, but not like in a crippling comparison way where it's just like, man, I, I, I know I can be there. I know I can do this, but numbers are reflecting this. And so I think I also came out the gun, having already been in the industry for A couple years thinking, man, I'm going to come out the gates flying high. I'm going to be crushing all this production and, you know, kicking butt and taking names. But I also, I also launched right before a global pandemic. And so when you take a look back now, it's like, okay, man, look at what you were up against and you still had a great year, all things considered. But that trap of comparison, it really got to me, and even if it didn't get to me, like even if I didn't show it, there'd be those times that I'd you know be in the shower or just driving down the street, be like, man, I wonder what they're doing. Like, why why am I underperforming? Why are, why am I underperforming? And it wasn't until maybe even recently where I forget I, I must have read something where it was like, again, you're doing better than you think you are, and I think that's a a theme that I've tried to build into my psyche where. That whole you're doing better than you think you are, it doesn't let you stay complacent in the sense of, oh, yeah, you're great, you're killing it, whatever. But there's always room for improvement, but you don't compare yourself against others. You compare yourself against what you know is your best output. So now instead of comparing myself to the guy, you know, down the street or a guy, you know, or a girl, you know, in another state that's doing XYZ production in the same sort of group. It's Connor, what are you capable of? And are you meeting those expectations? Because in this, I think I might've talked about this too, or written about this recently, but there's some people that can fly by or there's some people that can do exceptionally well you know, in terms of blowing the competition out of the water by only giving fifty percent of themselves, where their fifty percent is better than most other people. There's other people who give a hundred percent that's just not as good as other people. You know so does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I think
0: some of what you're saying is like we all think that confidence in a lot of ways comes from success and breakthroughs and big moments, but I think more of confidence comes from disappointments, from learning things from figuring out. I remember when we first, we weren't, um, yeah, we were just married and we were in our apartment and... Shout
1: out apartments. I was, Shout out beach place because that was fun.
0: It was fun and I was still doing a little bit of design work and I had a client who they were worried about whether their logo could be trademarked. It was this whole long thing. Anyways, it wasn't a great client situation. I was bawling crying Who was that again um no, I, just, <laughs> I was like what I'm not I'm gonna joking. say yeah. um I was bawling crying I felt so ashamed I felt so I remember that. Was that that was early on yeah, yeah I didn't know how to handle the situation I was so upset about it and that situation gave me confidence now because i know how to avoid what happened in that moment and i know how to prevent that through my systems through the way i structure my services i know what to happen if that happens again i know that i'll come back from that so it's kind of like when you have that moment where you're like when you know stuff hits the fan and you're like down and out and you're discouraged you have a path back from that and so that's sometimes where i think Early on, as as a business owner, as an aspiring business owner, you don't have as much confidence because you're constantly worried about what's going to happen. Well,
1: and, and, and also, you're not just focused on one task in terms of when you're an employee somewhere. I have this one, or obviously it's several things, but I'm responsible for this. I'm not responsible for that. Right. As a business owner, you're responsible for the thing that you did as an employee, and you're also responsible right. for every other thing that revolves around The business, and so um, I guess just landing the R8 plane, (laughs) shout out R8 Wineco. I I I would I would try not to, and I think that's a struggle for all all businesses, but for guys in particular, like guys, just um, there's just this there's there's this innate thing within us that just compares us to every other dude. I mean, I'd call it primal, call it testosterone or whatever it is, or alpha male, um, and I don't know that I've ever like I would never consider myself an alpha male um I don't even really know where I'm going with that it's just funny to me when I heard alpha male because I don't even remember when the last time I said alpha male but I would just um I That's would quite- re- I would rest in the confidence of Connor um you are you are a creation of God you are not some random blip on the radar you are doing what you're designed to do and um success and you get to define success and whatever you define success is that that's what it is. And then obviously, you know, falling back on this is, I don't know that we've even talked about this much, but falling back on the word of God where it's like, okay, I have my definition of success. That's great. I'm in business, whatever, but how does God define success? And ultimately it comes back to being a good steward of whatever it is that he's entrusted to you. And that as you are a good steward of this, well, that's only going to get bigger and better and bigger and better and it's not just bigger and better for yourself, but it's bigger and better to bless more and more people um, in your world. And I think that, and I might even get a little emotional even talking about it, where it's like I just look back at the faithfulness of God, and um, I've seen that over and over and over again in my life. And um, and i like to thank God for this, uh, this Grammy, so thank you.
0: Oh, my gosh. But, no, it's true, and I think that that's an important thing as – a Christian in business someone who wants to shout out Jesus lead a, you know a god-led business you kind of have those weeks where you're frustrated you're maybe feeling like your back's up against the wall you're having more difficulty making decisions I've never had a week it like feels that. gritty like it just feels like you're grinding things out and I think those are the moments sometimes when you do have to release and surrender a little bit and that was much easier for me to do when my business was a side hustle because it was like Whatever good came out of this was like icing on the cake. Versus when it's everything to you, yeah. The,
1: bill, the water bills here,
0: but you the know? rule doesn't change, and neither does you know the way that that God kind of works to to bring blessing and prosperity and all of those things. Right.
1: So, so that so that's that's my my two cents. So that so your your number one is prioritizing relationships um, over perfection. Mine was to. Not not compare myself to another like stay in my lane type of deal. Numero dos para tu.
0: Um number two is also a catch twenty-two, honestly. Right. I, I still don't even know what
1: that means as a twenty eight-year-old man. Catch it, I don't know what catch twenty two. It's like means.
0: you want to say one thing, but then you realize it has another side to it. So you're like, I it's positive and negative. Is that why Taylor Swift has a song on film twenty-two? Uh no. I think okay. it's just because she turned twenty-two. Gotcha.
1: But I was, I turned twenty-two when that song was out
0: yeah I I think I think you did too that's six years six mm, years old
1: I hope so <laughs> another song I wish we could play songs that sociopath song that we played The Paramore sounded like yeah like
0: a damn sociopath yeah it's very Paramore like which I love Paramore
1: we we rocked out the Paramore for like an hour last night yeah it was great <laughs> so Caitlin numero dos para tu catch twenty-two
0: Um, yeah, I was going to say like getting and asking for help a little bit earlier, which I was fortunate to kind of bring on a virtual assistant project manager, right hand, like right hand help. Do
1: you say right hand man? If you're a woman, like Um, it's my right hand man,
0: right hand. No, no, I wouldn't say that. But you don't talk about. Yeah, but I wouldn't say man. What would you say? right hand if it was a female who identifies as a female there, a,
1: a female who identifies as a female
0: if it's a female that identifies as a female I would say, if,
1: it, if it's a female you would say
0: yeah right hand girl right hand this is my
1: right hand hey girl
0: I don't know I don't know what I would say my right hand you don't even need to oh
1: so we're not, we're not gonna <laughs> give a gender right hand. we're not gonna give a gender to I it I mean I'm
0: just saying like it, whatever anyways all right um but, I okay, so maybe it's not so much about hiring or help, and it's more about trying to get clear on your business model and then pivoting when that business model seems like it's not working. So started out as a solopreneur, went into kind of micro agency. Then it's like you reevaluate, is the microagency model working? Is when, the education model working? When did, you, ma- when did working? you make
1: that switch, though? So you're talking about, like, getting help and stuff. Like, how long did you go in that solopreneur role to being like, man... Oof! Probably not. Even I need help, and then being like, "I wish I would have done
0: that sooner." Probably not even six months from when I went full time. Well, because, because again,
1: and this is where I talk about your business and the explosion of growth that you've had. I mean, you hit the ground and just went. Psh! Yeah, like I've, a fucking SpaceX feel, rocket ship.
0: I feel like it was more shout out Elon Musk. I mean, I feel like you're my husband who's being very complimentary. You feel like but I'm your
1: husband, or I, I am your husband.
0: You, you are my husband who I, I feel like is right. being very complimentary, but.
1: No, I I am not I am not blowing smoke up your booty. I'm because uh, it's uh, it's reality, you know.
0: Well, thank you. I feel You're like welcome. for me it feels like I love you. There were a lot of seeds being a lot of seeds being. Do you say seeds being laid? Seeds being. Seeds being sown, dude. Sown. Seeds, do you not read your Bible? I do, but I meant like being. Yeah, seeds being sown. A lot of watering, a lot of tending, a lot of like I'm getting
1: real, getting real farmer, Kate. No, getting, I'm getting just real saying, Pungo like, Kate I just think those.
0: that's always the story. Is like, oh, it just shot up overnight, and it's no. Yeah, what, like, what
1: does the rock say? There is no overnight success. There story. is, yeah,
0: there's not. Like, oh, it's, so you think
1: you're successful? N-
0: oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I'm. I'm saying, I, th- I like I have been saying, I think I'm in the thick of things, and I yeah. think that you. It's like a yeah. There's just different ladder rungs, just like people say, kind of in the corporate world where would you're you just spl- growing.
1: Ladder rungs.
0: Rungs, rungs on a ladder. You're that's just what, climbing. That's what they're called. Lit- uh yeah.
1: Remember the game shoots and ladders. Literally, when I was do in high school. Do you remember the game shoots and ladders?
0: I do. That's a great game. Great game.
1: We should play. I, we should play shoots and ladders live for our Patreon.
0: I'm sure, they would love that.
1: Do you, know, do you know what Patreon is? Audience. So Patreon is like if we wanted to monetize this, like we would have a private page on Patreon that people would pay for, and then we would do fun stuff like play shoots and ladders and drink red wine.
0: That sounds like a blast.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. We're very early on in this process, though. Mm-hmm. Let's be real.
0: I don't think we're there yet.
1: No. <laughs> we're <laughs> definitely not there yet. But you were talking about getting help and the rungs on the ladder. Yeah, I was really going to say awesome.
0: in high school, I just remember this quote coming to my mind that Ooh. felt so profound, but it still speaks to me today. What is it? And it's, nobody just arrives at the top. They constantly climb and who the I,
1: heck said that
0: i said that my
1: little oh you you came up with that 15
0: year old said it to myself you did not on up. the way wait, to like on, wait, a wait. big field
1: hockey game what do you what do you like Climb in the tower of babel here no one no one reaches the top no people are always
0: climbing? like oh yeah number one or the best or you're you know everything about ba-. like i just don't believe that that ever happens i don't i don't believe that you i, I feel like there's always someone better there's always someone below you hey caitlin, you're just, hey, caitlin.
1: oprah here how did you get so humble
0: <laughs> no, it's just, it's not. No, that's no. a good point. It's I'm not even point. like, it's, I got you. it's not even me like, oh, I want to be humble. It's just like, that's, that's what, what keeps are. me. That's what keeps me motivated. That's what keeps, keeps me hungry. Engaged. That, that's what keeps me hungry. It's just like,
1: Mama my gotta eat.
0: There's always going to be someone better. There's always going to be someone worse. Like that clears the clutter for me. That clears the mental log jam that like allows me to not worry about oh someone's five steps ahead because you know what there's someone that's five steps behind so where i am is where i'm where i am today but it's not no, where but, i'm gonna but, be but that was two really, weeks from now that,
1: that was really good what you said and that, that kind of ties into what like the comparison trap where there's always someone five steps ahead but there's always someone five steps behind completely that was really good caitlin how did you become so profound? In oh high my school?
0: gosh! Stop. <laughs> we used <laughs> to have goal books that we had to fill out on a re- on the way to our field hockey games. So I don't know, I had a lot of time to reflect on the school bus All back right, when so, that was a thing. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Remember school buses? We, we're not. Th- we're okay. We're not that old. Yeah.
0: Well, there's still school buses.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like,
0: remember school buses? Well, remember I mean, they they had a temporary pause for 2020. But I remember school buses. The school only bus?
1: the only two fights that I ever saw were were by school buses middle wha- by school buses yeah so
0: the school buses fought each other
1: okay that w- <laughs> <laughs> wow actually you know what hold on hold on ladies and gentlemen I've been waiting to do this for quite some time and we're gonna do it right now hey Caitlin say what say what you hold on <laughs> say what you did buy school buses
0: <laughs> do it again buy school buses yeah.
1: Oh, buy school buses. <laughs> I'm not sure what just happened. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, no, they, but the so school buses. Um, they're still around. They're still around, but man, we were we were the generation school bus.
0: Yeah, it was just like a different... school bus
1: was awesome. Like going to the bus stop.
0: Well, we weren't on the school bus on the way to our games on our phones and scrolling. No, but I'm not just
1: talking about games. I'm talking about like like we're we're generation bus stop in the sense of when we went to the bus stop, we didn't have smartphones. We were full yeah, bus up. Yeah,
0: which is what I was just saying. Like, when you're going to a game and you'd fill out your goal book, you didn't have your cell phone to Okay, I don't, I don't you. know
1: what school you went to, but we did not have goal Talks books on the way to our games. We we had, my coach was we, great.
0: Our, our baseball
1: team was, hey, everybody get in the bus and shut up. Don't say a word until we get there.
0: Not ours. <laughs> I but, jammed out to my M&M with my goal book. Okay. And, uh,
1: name one m M&M song.
0: It's the one... Um, <laughs> I don't Lose think. yourself
1: You gotta lose yourself In the moment Yeah I think
0: so Yeah <laughs> Or was it like a I don't know it was so good It was my song what, I waited Yeah well come up What is um, it you only get one shot. Do not miss your go. This opportunity comes. that one. That's what I just said. Okay, He's that nervous, one. He's nervous,
1: but on the surface he looks calm. And yeah. Right. He drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting. Yeah, he that one. Down the whole crowd grows so I'm loud. Sure. He opens his mouth, but the worst don't come out. He's choking now.
0: Okay, Remember? we you know the words. Congratulations.
1: I did because that was my song. But anyways, well, okay. So but, but but talking about Generation School Bus uh, fights.
0: What's your number two?
1: What's my number two? Um... Wait. a Wow. See that you keep me on target, yeah, but I do feel like, to. but I do feel like we could talk a lot more about generation school bus because that we was could, fun,
0: but that's a different episode,
1: different episode. So, you, so number one, man, this is going to be a test of our memory memory. So number one, you relationships, um, over perfection, me was don't compare yourself my number one was don't compare yourself as much stay in your lane you're doing better than you think you are your number two was
0: kind of like ask for help earlier but also just like figure out your like get clear on your business plan and clear on your business plan have metrics to know when it's working for yourself and when it's not working
1: yeah i think actually i'll pick up on that too because like kpis like i'll say like my number two is i didn't have any KPIs or, K- or key performance indicators, as they say by the book, um, in the sense of, hey, Connor, how do you know that you're doing good? Mm-hmm. How do you know that you have a successful business? Um, how are you measuring that? And um,
0: Which I- is a little bit different than goals. I think sometimes we hear so much like motivational talk of like, Setting lofty business goals for ourselves, which is a little bit different than just like, how do you know that your business plan is even working? That allows you to just like keep the doors open, keep things moving without overextending. Well, yourself. and that's
1: that I wrote, I literally, I don't know if we talked about this on episode one, but I, I wrote about that where results are the only thing. I mean, I shouldn't say only thing but results are the only thing that keeps your business open like right. we can talk about goals we can talk about i want this i want that i want to build a what, what's the, what's the thing now with like like learn how to build a six-figure business in like 90 yeah. days or whatever it is like that's cool like that's great like take your courses whatever but it seems like also anyone's coming out with a course these days that doesn't know anything about anything um <laughs> but but key performance um Key performance indicators of, okay, I know I need to have X amount of appointments, for example, per week. That's going to generate X amount of prospects. That's going to generate X amounts of clients, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, and really tracking those metrics was big for me because when you start a business, man, the last thing you're worried about is structuring your KPIs, your key performance indicators. By the way, key performance indicators are different for every business, you know, in, in the sense of what, what might be a key metric for tracking for you might not mean a thing to me. So just a little disclaimer there, um, but as you mature in your business, as you get some um, uh, momentum. What, some momentum, you really start to take a look back. No, um, as and, and as your systems, okay, and maybe that might be my number three. I'll save that for number three. My systems and processes, right? But my KPIs, man, no one, no one. What makes your business successful? Um, for me, was a game changer, and obviously that comes not only with personal experience, but getting around people um, that have that are where you want to be. Um, if you want to be an eagle, don't fly with turkeys. Yeah, sure. You never ever, heard that one? <laughs> you never heard that saying? <laughs> nope. That, that, I think that might be a church saying. Uh, but understanding um, those metrics were were a huge game changer because you might think you're successful again when you first start a business you're like man i'm gonna hit the ground running i'm gonna do this do this do this do this but when you really when you go from wanting to make a profit to understanding how to be profitable that's when the game changes and understanding the value of your time understanding okay connor if you spend an hour with this person how much did that cost you and then you take a step and you look at those numbers and it's like holy crap
0: well how much time did you spend working on that client not with that client
1: it, exactly yes yeah. so, so like like for me like a perfect example it's like i could spend especially early on early on you want all the clients that you can get right give, give me give me give me like i i, I what, what do you have like what am i going to make x amount it does not matter just i want all the clients in the world but again as you mature and get fee, what would you what would you say get the momentum you also start, when you get to that place of being able to turn away clients, like that's when you know you have a business model that you're following in the sense of, I know I I know I can help you. And this might sound selfish, but this was also a paradigm shift for me. I know I can help you, but it's not worth my time. And, and, and again, that sounds selfish on the outset, but without you being the best you, without a healthy you, without a healthy uh, mindset, in, in approaching business on a day-to-day basis, you can't help everybody. Yeah, I mean, website. without
0: margin, you're doing yourself and your client a disservice because they're not getting the best work out of you to begin with. Exactly.
1: So I would say that that's my number two. It's just understanding your KPIs, um, understanding your client, um, and really and not being afraid of that. I was afraid of that too, in the sense of, okay, I have this spreadsheet in front of me that's going to tell me how profitable I really am and how much I've really made an hour uh, and like all these things. And I was so afraid to put in the numbers because I didn't want to know. Like I was shying away from the facts because I was so happy being oblivious, you know, and it wasn't until I put those numbers into a spreadsheet or put those numbers on paper that I realized like, man, I have a lot of inefficiencies here.
0: Yeah, ignorance is not bliss when it comes to that. I-
1: ignorance is bliss in a sense, but when <laughs> <Gets> you're- Catch <laughs> 22. That ca- yes, okay, so that would be a catch <laughs> no, that's 22. That's you catch 22. Um, so ig- a- a- ignorance is bliss, but you'll never be successful or truly successful if you remain ignorant. Yeah, you got to know your numbers. You have to 100%. So, okay, summarize <laughs> all that I said. Into number two, I wish I would have gotten more granular in knowing my numbers. So I think we might be able to just go back and cut out the last 10 minutes of me <laughs> rambling. Number two, knowing your numbers sooner.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, Kayla, number one tries. So number three, I would say is another acronym is actually recording SOPs. So standard operating procedures, because I think- did you come up with that? Saying, no, definitely did not come up with that. I'm hoping
1: to catch you and be like, yeah, I came up with that. I'm like, okay, no. really? Okay.
0: No, 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 no. I think the idea of like hiring and delegating, like all of that, sounds and feels really sexy. But you will make your life so much harder if you try to hire, but you don't have SOPs yet.
1: Unless you are hiring, so, so, so hiring someone without a written agenda or task list. Yes, of, hey, exactly. This is, what you're this is how for. this goes.
0: Yeah. So how I was saying that I was kind of a big DIYer and just like taught myself how to do all the things, created all the systems, and I was doing all those things but not really recording all of the steps. So I was be ready to hire someone. I knew what I needed help with. I <laughs> you like, just do it. And I'm, I'm like, like, what do just, I do? Just do it. Just do these things and I'll do a call with you and I'll walk you through it once, but it wasn't like written down and recorded somewhere. So you kind of handicap yourself versus just like literally template everything, write everything down. You if you hashtag. Say it with me. Hashtag, hashtag template, template everything. everything. If you do something, literally more than once. If this is the second time that you have done something, you need a template for it. You need a Google doc template. Is that in business or life can't... in general? Um, mostly because you need a candy I Email. drove a car twice. You so need... Connor, when
1: you get in, <laughs> turn it on, no, buckle your seatbelt first, check.
0: Hey, that's why they have saved seat things in the car. You know where you press the button and it saves your seat settings and stuff like that because you got to get in after your spouse and they change your seat settings. It's a template.
1: Well, I see where you go with that but then it turned into a
0: dig against me but yes, please continue. No, anyways. Yeah, so SOPs. I'm a foot taller than you. Anyways, SOPs templating everything because it's going to save you so much time in the long run. It's going to, make your hiring a lot better and smoother and more efficient versus hiring. And then you're like, crap, I have to spend the next two to three months training this person, writing all of these things down. Um, so yeah, SOP. So I wish we could have been
1: as concise as you were with your number three in the entire thing. That would have saved our listeners a lot, a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but we wouldn't That's have come up. Why this is
0: unfiltered? That's why this is wine stains yeah. because uh,
1: you're getting the whole mess of yeah, f- blah in your you're face. Getting the spills. You're getting all hashtag all the spills. spills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Connor really likes joint statements. <laughs> that's the, the second time that I've I know, done I'm a kidding. joint. Statement. Continue. <laughs> What's your number um, three? So number three I will echo actually, um, in terms of like systems and processes, because again, as the person that's doing everything, you know, like if you have um an onboarding call with a client, you know the process in your head. You don't like I know what I need to do. Why would I add an extra step of, Hey, right, when person calls in this, the, the, and then this, and yeah. then this. Um, and it wasn't up until, okay, I'll put it this way. It, it, I, I think that you can get away with that for, for a season or for a couple seasons. But when you enter into that mode of, of growth where it's okay, I realize that it's not just going to be me for the foreseeable future that's when you become very, very granular, put a microscope on every little thing that you do. And what we didn't talk about um, is the importance of like a CRM. Yeah. Right. So.
0: Well, we can, yeah, let's, we'll talk about like things that we would recommend to make sure that you do have that we maybe do a good job of. But
1: it comes into like things that would have, like I, I went the cheap route via CRM pretty early on, like the sense of I just need somewhere to store my client data uh, but now, over the past, like I guess, a couple months ago, yeah. like I really was like, man, I need, I need something that can record my, my workflows.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I would definitely say spend a little bit more on the better system up front because the amount of is energy... it, Wait, is this your number four? We're like only yeah, three. This would be my number four. <laughs> okay. Well, this is no, bonus. This is this,
1: so if we had a Patreon, yeah, then this would, this would be, be bonus material okay. that people could.
0: Well, no, this is more of I feel like I actually did that. Because I saw a CRM, it was like newer on the market. They had kind of a deal up front, and I was like, "Sign me." You still use that uh, though, and I still use and it. Now to it this like tripled day. in price, and, you, and like your like grandfathered in. Quadrupled in, in price. i grandfathered in, and I've never had to switch over all of that data. And I actually looked at one recently that was pretty good, and I was like, "Oof, I like this," but I can't even fathom switching all of this over. So it is, it's worth it to do it right from the beginning. So this is kind of like segueing more into like the advice, like things that went. Things that went well. Um, but yeah. So choose choose a good CRM, <laughs> yeah, not just so, the one that's like, oh, I'm gonna get by for the next couple weeks. So like, we'll
1: we'll have another episode. Three things that we know we did right. I don't know. Sure. Or, our,
0: our best recommendations. Our best
1: recommendations. So um, yeah. Systems and processes were key. Uh, but that's a word. I'm surprised we haven't said that that phrase yet. Workflows. Like, and that's really yeah. what it comes down to. Is is systematizing your workflows so that. You know, for example, if I were to leave the business, you know, tomorrow and I had someone that worked for me, they would know exactly what to do in every situation. Yeah. And, and a great thing, too, uh, going back to your number one, is that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Like there are people who literally have created templates that make a living off of creating templates that are wanting to share what they've done that you can take and copy and make it your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially from an internal systems perspective i mean your your business only operates well from the outside perspective as strong as it is on the internal side of things like um i, I we've co- quoted a lot of scripture today but in terms of like you know what's done in private will be made public like what you do in private when you're not client facing is the strength of your business when you do get in front of that client or when you when you're onboarding a new client for example and then you've got every aut, hashtag #automate everything
0: yeah like rely on automation and rely on systems but d- like don't cut corners like use those things to avoid cutting corners and getting lazy with things and when i worked at lululemon anyone who's a lululemon <laughs> fan they, shout have, out
1: lululemon. they
0: have their manifesto bags shout out, hold
1: on and hold on, wait, hold on shout out lululemon but shout out bird dogs
0: yeah you love using bird dogs some bird dogs
1: hashtag dog sponsor me oh my
0: gosh but on the manifesto bag one of the like lines or the quotes was do it now and i think that comes from some other quote or idea We're someone limited. someone said at some point basically if a task takes you less than five minutes or something like that like why are you adding that to your task I list? i had a funny like, marriage joke just do it now that. yeah what was your funny marriage joke
1: well it was pretty incomplete
0: Dun-dun-tsh. Just move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. It was there for a second and then when you just saw it when, withered away. Oh, man.
0: But that's yeah. helped a lot because that, I think, is where a lot of business owners start to have a breakdown. They maybe had good intentions of setting up systems early on, but things just start falling apart because they're like, eh, I'll update that SOP later. I'll but fix that fig- thing but, later. But
1: they go. So, okay. And I, I don't mean to again cut you off, but it's uh, you like. Early on, growth mindset, growth, growth, growth. Oh, this is great, great. And then you slowly go back into a fixed mindset where well it's just me. Like what like what does it matter? Like it, like it's okay. Like this that it's almost like when you're on a diet, like that one cookie is not gonna make a difference. Or like yeah. this is gonna make it. But then over time that
0: stuff it's building, compounds. I think it's building discipline. You have yes. to train yourself early on to write the system, write the workflow out. If you change something, go back and fix it. It will take you less than five minutes. But if you just add it to like a future to-do list or you put it off, that's when you start to have a breakdown. I could even- but ha- ha- Take
1: take us through your process of workflows really quick. And like when, like when we're talking about like automated, because you are probably the best I've ever seen at workflows in, in and you know sequences and-
0: And that's a combination of both literally automatic and manual workflows. But because I have that mindset of, do it now like things like when people reach that point of hating their website and oh I need to go through a complete website redesign I've tried so hard over the past couple years to just like if we just finished a project, I know it's gonna take me five to 10 minutes to update the portfolio, and it's never gonna be fresher in my mind than it is in that moment. So I'm gonna work on it versus like, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. And then you have this massive task on your list to update your portfolio from the past year, and you're just like exhausted by it. But most of my workflows have to do with like client onboarding, what happens after someone reaches out as a new lead, like making sure that they're getting an immediate response, they know what the next step is, Like that's where a lot of kind of my automation comes into play and then of course with some email sequences and stuff like that but we still have a lot of ours that's manual but it can still be a workflow well, and that's a even danger, if that, someone but, has to
1: manually push it out right and that's a danger too like when we say automate everything it really is is automate as much as you can because right. at the end of the day there's things that you're just gonna have to do manually you're gonna have to pick up that phone call that client you know whatever it is so yeah
0: but you can still yeah exactly and but you, you can, can automate find- reminders
1: yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, and you can yeah. still
0: make certain things as efficient as possible, even if someone has to physically do that task or like do a task in between tasks that are automated. Mm. Um, but it should just be really clear what those things are. And you should be using the least amount of energy and effort to do that.
1: Catch 22.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of Catch 22s. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm a copywriter sometimes because I like see all sides of mm. the coin and it just helps me like create arguments. You know what I mean? Because I can like empathize with both sides. I am like a walking catch twenty two.
1: Catch twenty two. Anything else? No. That I mean, that was that was three for you, three for me.
0: Awesome. Well.
1: Well, now now we have to test ourselves. Okay. Your first one.
0: Um, it was about just relationships, reaching out to people, networking.
1: Well, relationships over perfection. Yeah. Mine was don't get caught up in comparison. Stay in your lane. You're doing better than you think you are. Yep. You're number two.
0: I think it had something to do with <laughs> yeah <laughs> hiring and.
1: Asking for help. Asking
0: for help, I think.
1: You know, asking for help sooner. Yeah. My number two.
0: Was KPIs.
1: KPIs. Key Performance Indicators. Yeah. Your number three.
0: Was SOPs.
1: And my number three.
0: Was Systems.
1: Well, see, it was piggyback I could yeah yeah it was kind of also so, same thing all right i think that's a good place to start or stop are, you, are we gonna start you want to go again <laughs> you want to keep going Stop um, there you know i i do love you Kayla. i thought i could talk to you for hours but you gotta get the heck i don't know what is it? i don't know where you're going but you gotta get the heck out of here just kidding the live together and we're doing this yeah, my got office got nowhere so. to go <laughs> got nowhere to go but up. so um that was episode three of wine stains um thank you so much for listening um we're still hesitant to record video. So, to all of our um, fans out there, if you want to see video, you just got to keep asking for it. So, at any rate Kayla any closing thoughts
0: nope I think that's pretty much it if anyone has questions you guys can find us on the wine Stains pod on Instagram that's our handle wine Stains pod it's new so we'll be creating some content there but you can always send us a DM we'll be checking those um, and thanks for tuning in and I hope you have a great weekend
1: and we'll see you next time on wine, wine Stains. Stains.
0: <laughs>